course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. Listen to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dave. I'm joined, as always, by the other host, Ike. Ike, how are you? I'm doing pretty uh, pretty slap-happy today, I guess you could say. Slap-happy. That's, that's, that's a peculiar thing. Very fitting for today's episode, as we are uh, going to review Killer Clowns from Outer Space today in honor of the 35th anniversary. I guess slap-happy would be a, a good state to be in when you're talking about Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's why I picked it. Slap yeah, happy. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Again, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the 35th anniversary, will be on May 27th. Uh, so it was released on May 27th, 1988. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, period. Not just horror movies, just my favorite movies. So I'm so glad that we're going to talk about it. But Ike, uh, how was your week? What you, have you been up to? Not a whole lot. Um well, uh, nothing too crazy, you know, just, you know, working and stuff. But uh, in terms of, you know, watching and playing and stuff like that, um, I've uh, spent a little bit of time watching a show called the uh, I think it's called The Perfects. Um, it's a kind of monster based show. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, mythical creatures, uh, chupacabras, stuff like that. Um, it's an interesting take on it. Uh, so but that's on Netflix. Uh, we start watching it and it's not too horrible. Um, it's not super scary, but it's in the monster genre, I would say. Um, let's see. Otherwise, I've uh, continued my. Uh, I'm onto my third playthrough of Resident Evil 4. Um, I uh, <laughs> for my gaming people out there, uh, you know, when you play those games, you just got to keep playing them until you know you've gotten your fill. I've also recently uh, started replaying, um, and they're. I guess they could be considered kind of horror-ish. Um, but, uh, I started playing, uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Oh, yeah. Um, that one, so that one's not as, like, spooky, but the sequel to that one is called Majora's Mask, and mm-hmm. it's, I don't think it's supposed to be spooky, but it is spooky. It, it's just kind of creepy how it works. <laughs> yeah, can't, can't go wrong with any of the Zelda franchise games. Of course, the new Zelda game's yeah. out. Uh, I gotta, I'm gonna have to try to get that pretty soon. Uh, I'm, uh. I'm an OG Zelda guy, right? On the NES from the beginning. Always loved the Zelda games. That's right. And I mean, what's scarier than like a giant pig monster? You know, Ganon's pretty creepy, if you ask me. <laughs> that, scared, that scared me. <laughs> oh, Lord. But uh, so other than that, nothing too crazy. Um, yeah, not, not that I really didn't watch anything other than the Imperfects, which is unusual. But uh, what about you, Dave? What did you watch? Um, well, let's see. I only watched a couple things. I watched, I watched a thing called... Uh, the Blackwell Ghost. It's on Amazon Prime because I saw somebody mention it on Twitter, so I thought oh, I'll give it a try. And um, it was all right. It was pretty fun. Um, I, I got to dig into this a little deeper though because it portrays itself as a documentary, right? Of this guy mm-hmm. trying to capture a ghost uh, in this supposedly haunted house. Even Amazon Prime puts it up as a documentary. That's how they label it. So I have to dig into this whether it is truly a documentary. Or whether this is a work and whether they're trying to, you know, pull my chain. I haven't really looked into it. <laughs> but I did notice that there's like, I don't know, seven or eight parts of this thing. There's like a, a bunch of other stuff. I haven't watched any of those. They're not like easily available on Amazon Prime. But the first one was OK. It was kind of that, you know, that found footage, not really found footage, but, you know, that documentary type thing. Uh, right. it, it, it was enjoyable. I liked it. I would like it a lot more if it were if it were a true documentary. But my gut, my gut says, nah, it's, it, it's, it's a work. Right there, they're, uh, you know, it's one of those that try to make you think it's true, but it's not. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, but and then uh, the about the only other thing I've watched, you know, is uh, I, I did watch the series Bubkiss on Peacock. It's Pete Davidson's new series. Hmm. And the only reason I, I really kind of name drop that here is because in the in the last episode of it, there is a cameo. There is an appearance by Art the Clown. And, and really? they did. Yeah, they did put this in the trailer they did put this out there and basically it's kind of what i thought it was spoilers here obviously we, we gave the spoiler warning at the top but i'm not really going to give away the series but it is what i thought it's it is pretty much a pete davidson uh coming off the drugs seeing things kind of thing it's why you see an article are the clowns not legitimately in it it's a it's a you know a thing he's uh, hallucinating 
but yeah, Arthur Clown's in it for a bit. So that's the only reason. It was it was pretty funny. I mean, if if, if your sense of humor is kind of in that in that vein, that you know that crude Pete Davidson kind of thing, uh, the the freaking cast is amazing. I mean, there's so many cameos by people in this series, uh, so it's all right. But uh, but it did have the Arthur Clown thing in it, so that was kind of fun. So hmm. that's about all I watched. I mean, outside of you know a few odd and ends things that don't really apply to the horror genre, uh, you know, I'm always watching odd and end things. You know, usually a lot of right. a lot of a lot of old animation that pops up when I'm want something in the background, but it's not really horror related. So, uh, but uh, I did watch, uh, obviously, for our review, Killer Clowns again, and I did watch it like I think four times this week, <laughs> three or four times. I tried to watch it pretty much daily um, because uh, number one, I love the movie. Uh, I, you know, spoiler warning on what our review is going to be later. You know, I'm going to gush on this movie. Uh, but also I thought, hell, this is a prime reason that, you know, I'm doing it for the research for the podcast. So I'm going to watch this like multiple times. And if I could do it with Friday the 13th part seven, I can do it with Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> so I did. Well, I, I guess you have that movie memorized forwards, backwards, ups, up, upside, downside. Uh, yeah, well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Is a distinct possibility, or as a, you know, as Officer Mooney says in it, whoopty goddamn to do, you know, that's a, but uh, we'll get to Killer Clowns uh, in a bit, but I mean, we're going to dip our toe right now, because let's play our game, and uh, let's dive right into it. Top three. <laughs> so our game on this episode is we're going to go back to the original, right? The OG classic that we started with. We are back to top three. Uh, and this is a this is a good one to do top three on because we're going to do our top three favorite kills from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Now, like we've discussed before, you know, we seem to like to tend to, to, to go back to that top three favorite kills. Right. And it gets a little tired, gets a little boring. But, man, when you're talking Killer Clowns, there's a lot of original, you know, uh, catchy kind of kills in it. So this is a yeah. good one really to get back into that kill scene. Absolutely agreed. Uh, Killer Clowns is one of those movies um, that it, it definitely it diverted from the genre a little bit, and the kills had to be a little, little they were a little tricky because it couldn't be as, uh, you know, some of them were you know implied gruesome, but you know it wasn't as gruesome as some of the horror movies uh, of the time. So some of these are pretty unique. I, I got to give it that. Yeah, yeah, I would really call the movies you know gory or slash you know slasher type thing. Uh, but but the kill count is very high in the movie. There's a lot of people that die in it, uh, even you know, where we don't distinctly see, you know, the, the kill itself. But we see the uh, the cotton candy pod later. Uh, but so there are some like I, like I said, some very original kills, some very creative type kills uh, because we're talking killer clowns. So uh, let's uh, let's dive into it. Ike, are you ready to count down our top three favorite kills? I sure am. All right. Well, why don't you start us off? What is your number three favorite kill from killer clowns from outer space? Absolutely. So going through all these kills, I want to say preface that this my third one is more of like a general method in which people were killed that I want to give credit for as my number three. But basically, any time they turn somebody into cotton candy, like that's my number three, because this (laughs) this movie, it like it's funny because like a lot of the kills, they kind of they're kind of around that same like cotton candy concept. You know, they spring it on people in different ways and they find unique ways to do it. And it's just a very interesting, like, thing that they do. And I, I don't know. I just love it. It cracks me up every time. So my number three is anytime somebody gets turned into cotton candy, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is multiple times. It is very crazy. We'll talk about it more later. But one of the best things this movie does is taking clown gags and turning them into yeah. something that's a kill or that's something that's kind of creepy. Uh, the gun is so fun that they use uh, because it looks goofy, right? It just looks, it looks silly and clown like, and you don't think anything of it. And then the effects, and then again, we'll talk about it more in the review, but you know, there's a reason that they're kind of uh, cocooning these people uh, for, for, you know, for feeding purposes, so to speak. Uh, but we'll discuss that. I, I, I didn't go with any of the cotton candy kills um, because again, that's, that's the baseline, right? That's, there's so many of them in that. And that's kind of the, the standard bearer for it. But, uh, but you can't go wrong because they are it's classic. It is so good. And it, it Spirit is. Halloween has that six foot. Have you seen that? The six foot cotton candy guy uh, that they have out. now. sure. Have. Man, I want one of those so bad. Uh, that is so classic. Uh, and I, I need that hanging from my ceiling uh, in my office. <laughs> uh, that is just great. 
So I, I will have to order that at some point. Now, but let's move on. My number three, um, my number three favorite kill from the movie uh, is at the bus stop. There's a group of people who are very entranced by Slim the Clown, who is doing a puppet show or a shadow puppet show showing the shadows. Uh, and ultimately, the entire group is consumed and eaten by Slim's uh, shadow puppet monster. Uh, that was so clever to me. Uh, so, <laughs> so great. It just it cracks me up how there how you get there's there's multiple instances of this in the movie where it goes from people that are like, oh, it's a clown. It's funny. This is great. Look at that. Oh, look at the puppets. And then next thing you know, the shadow is eating them. Uh, and it's it's so great. It's so creative. Uh, so catchy. Um, it's just it's hilarious. Uh, you know, it's just uh, there's I, I, again, it's a whole group of people. It's like four or five people at the bus stop that are consumed by the shadow puppet. Ike. Yes, absolutely. Um, and in fact, that is actually my number two, ah, yeah. um, the dinosaur shadow puppet. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, when you're looking at this movie and you're looking for iconic kills, I mean, what's more iconic than a shadow puppet eating people? Uh, I, I agree. I think this movie, like, it, it really lays in heavy to, like, the clown shtick and, like, the uh, kind of, you know, subverting people's thoughts, you know. Like, obviously, at this period in time, clowns were generally endearing. I mean, they are probably a little creepy, but, like, I mean, this was, like, what, in the 70s, 80s? So, I mean... 88. Yeah, so the, you know, I guess, I guess the whole, like, counterculture to, like, clowns wasn't, like, a thing quite yet. Yeah. So I, I I think that, you know, it, it's very interesting how they kind of do that, like, subverted, like, you know, how, hey, yeah, the clowns are doing something cool. And then, oh, actually dead, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my number two as well. The dinosaur shadow puppet, um, I think, is really creative. I think it was <laughs> it was interesting because this was a PG-13 movie, too. So yeah. obviously they can't get too crazy. But I think it was an interesting way to get a little bit of that, like, uh, viciousness in there, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's I don't think we've uh, maybe society had full blown. I mean, there's I'm sure there was people who thought crowns were keep creepy, clowns were scary. Uh, but yeah, as a society, I don't think it really crossed that. You know, I mean, circuses were still a big thing, right? There were still circuses out there, and the clowns were a thing. I mean, it it had happened, right, by this time. So there was that. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't. You know, if a, a person encountered a clown on the street, they're gonna think, oh, that's this is cute, this is funny, and then that uh, next thing you know, uh, you're you're being consumed by a shadow. Um, so, okay, so that was your number two. So let's move on to my number two. Uh, my number two, uh, man, it, it, my one and two, you know, they're very close. Uh, two of my favorites. My number two is the amusement park security guard who is melted by the acidic pies by the entire group of clowns. <laughs> uh, that whole scene is so great. I love it. I love all the clowns getting out of the car and they're standing there. That great shot of them all standing there. And then that this that classic line. By the amusement park guard is, you know, that what are you going to do with those pies, boys? And then they they uh, they, you know, they throw the pies at him, which, you know, it, it you know is acidic and just kind of melts him away and kills him. And then, you know, with uh, I think it was Shorty or whatever there at the end, you know, puts the cherry on top of the pile. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> great. It is. Uh, it's so classic. And again, taking a, a an old, uh, you know, comic clown trope and, and making it into something, uh, you know, you don't anticipate. It's not scary. That's not uh, threatening. And uh, making it into something that, that kills a person is, is just it's so funny to me. Yes, absolutely. Um, again, it, it's all about subverting like your thoughts about clowns. And it, it is great. And I, I'm just going to mention this because my number one um, has to do with this, too. But some like the one liners um, are, are great. Like they're they're like these very like obvious like, you know, they're kind of burying the lead a little bit like. Oh, what are those pies for? Kind of innocently almost. And then boom, pies are melting this this, this poor sap to the ground. Yeah. Um, it, it's great. I, I think there are a lot of great like lines like that. And I think that's just one example. But yeah, the, the acid pies, that one's pretty good too. Uh, yeah, love like it. you said, it's a common trope. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, the whole pie in the face thing. I mean, clowns have been doing that for eons or whatever else. And it's just, <laughs> right. it's so funny. It's just uh, so humorous. And again, it's you take a situation where that guy is like, all he's thinking is, oh, shit, I'm going to be covered in, you know, the cream or whatever, whipped cream, and uh, it's going to be a mess. Does not think that his life is at risk. And that's <laughs> what happens. So, all right. So let's move on to the number ones. Ike, what is your number one favorite kill from Killer Clowns from Outer Space? So like I mentioned, Killer Clowns has these great one-liners from, like, these, like, random characters who end up dying and stuff. My favorite kill is just because 
it cracked me up. I like died laughing when it happened the first time I watched it. I remember, uh, but there's a scene where uh, I can't remember the clown's name, but he, he uh, was riding a little bike and he drives up to these bikers. Oh. Yeah, yeah, okay, um, here we go. This, just so we know, if this is where you're going, this is my number one as well. Okay. And, yeah, and the clown is the clown is shorty, shorty, and the biker, I believe his name is Slug. Slug. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, this is this is my number one. So this is the consensus number one. I don't know how anybody could not. This is such a great moment in the movie. But yeah, it's Shorty on the on the on the little bike or whatever it is. So right. So you got Shorty, right? You got the Shorty guy. He comes up on his little bike. He rolls up to this big biker, and this biker's like, "Can I beep the horn?" And he starts fucking up his bike and stuff. You know, typical like, you know, kind of like he kind of deserves what's about to happen to him type yeah, thing. Yeah. So, anyways, so then. Shorty disappears for like a split second. He comes back with some boxing gloves and slug says to him, what are you going to do? Knock my block off. <laughs> and then quite literally shorty punches his motherfucker's head clean off his body. And it's just like, I mean, it's art. I mean, beautiful masterpiece van Gogh, uh, <laughs> super clever. I mean, literally what can you, how, what better of a line to say before you get your head punched clean off? <laughs> what are you yeah, going to do? Knock my block off. Yeah. It is so fun. And his head lands in like a trash can or whatever. Right. So, it is just so, uh, it's so funny. Cause again, it is, it is this situation that looks silly Looks like, oh, there's no threat here. The guy, you know, he, the, the, the clown jumps, comes down with boxing gloves on, does some, coop, you know, goofy looking little moves, you know, like a, you know, over the top boxer type moves. And you're thinking, oh, this is what the heck. And then with one punch, knocks the guy's head clean off. It is, it is so great. Um, it, it cracks me off, cracks me up. I love, I, again, it is the part of the reason I love this movie. They take something so goofy. And they and they make it, you know, kind of frightening or what you kind of well, it's not too graphic. This is probably honestly one of the most graphic parts of the movie. Right. I mean, it's yeah, there's not a lot of blood or not a lot of gore or splatter or anything, but it's you know, it's a it's a decapitation. And we see the head fly. <laughs> it is, you know, for this movie, it's it's probably one of the most graphic scenes. It uh, is. But uh, it is it's so funny. It, it's got everything. It is one of the purpose or perfect, you know whatever you want to call it, it covers summaries of the movie right there in that one scene. And it is also my favorite kill from the movie. Uh, so, so classic slug, the biker getting his head punched off by shorty. Uh, so good. But again, there's so many, so many, I mean, we didn't touch on any of the popcorn, uh, the little, the, you know, the little creatures that come out of laundry baskets. And like you mentioned, there's whatever, however many of the cotton candy kills that were in it. Uh, it's just such a great movie. Uh, and uh, we'll we'll talk more about it in a little bit, but that that is our top three favorite kills from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Once again, we got a review coming up later in the show for the 35th anniversary. Uh, but before we get there, we're gonna pause, take catch our breath, and when we come back, we'll have news and upcoming releases. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two in Screams, and you can find us there. Also, make sure you go and buy yourself a Listen to Their Screams t-shirt. You can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com Screams Shirts. And here we go with some news. Oh, you guys thought I was going to sing the song again. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to sing it this time. Yeah, you do it every episode. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's get into the news. All right. So we have Beetlejuice 2 as another just powerhouse to their movie. I mean, we already have Michael Keaton. We already have Winona Ryder. We already have Jenna Ortega. We already have Gina Davis. We're also going to get Willem Dafoe. Now, Willem Dafoe. I just got to gush for a second. I love Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is such a cool dude. I mean, like, he's done a lot of really cool stuff. Um, he does. He's literally the Green Goblin. I mean, and he does all kinds of neat stuff like that. Crazy shit like The Lighthouse. And he also is in, like, a bunch of uh, Wes Anderson's movies, like, you know, I think Sunrise Kingdom or something like that. So I love Willem Dafoe. So this is a very happy uh, joining for me. <laughs> unbelievable. If I could, I mean, it's like I couldn't be more excited for this movie. And then they're like, oh, wait a minute. Let, let me tell you this. This movie, I number one, I love Beetlejuice anyway. I love the movie. I'm so excited about this sequel. I, I am one of the world's hugest Michael Keaton fans. So that alone gets me. 
right? But then, I mean, when you like you said, all the, I'm, I'm a fan of everybody that's so far been announced, and I cannot wait uh, for this movie next year. So excited! And I mean, what else? What else are they gonna throw at us for this movie? This is gonna be uh, uh, just monumental. Absolutely. Um, and then also, we haven't watched the first one of this one, but Winnie the Pooh, pardon me, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, Numero Dose is officially beginning to film this fall. Um, so we haven't gotten a chance to watch this one yet. No. Uh, but I, you know, I've heard some, you know, relatively decent stuff about it. You know, it's just your typical cheesy horror movie. But uh, absolutely, I, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? Make a second one, make a third one. Hell, make a, make 40 of them. It'll just add to the cheesiness of it. And I'm sure it'll be fun. <laughs> I, I have a feeling this could be a whole thing that, uh, I mean, you know, you could just the, the straight to streaming, you know, movie. They could continue on with this for who knows how long. And uh, I think it's uh, it cracks me up. I, I, I mean, it's some of those uh, so bad they're good kind of movies. I'm, I'm still looking forward to seeing it. Just haven't yet. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty excited they're going to make another one. Go for it. Keep it going. Amen. And then before we move on to some of the other news, I had a couple things I wanted to throw in there that actually I saw today. Um, so going off script a little bit here. So uh, for people who maybe don't know, um, there is a very famous game franchise called Five Nights at Freddy's that's getting a film adaptation oh, yeah. that's set to release this October. We actually got a teaser trailer today, the day of filming, which is the 17th. Um, but they did also announce that it's going to be in theaters and sim- uh, same day streaming on Peacock. Pretty so cool. pretty cool stuff. I'm you know, obviously, I, I, I'm a huge fan of same day streaming. There's a lot of movies coming out around this time anyways. So this will ho- hopefully save me a little bit of money. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, have you heard anything about Five Nights at Freddy's? Are you, are you super hip with the lingo? No, not really. I, I chuckle that the people that are going to believe this is a kid's film and yes. uh, and, and they're going to be in for shock. And uh, but uh, all I know is, you know, Matthew Lord's in it. So I'm sold. Amen. And it's also being made by the uh, uh, Bloomhouse Productions. So, again, I don't know how it could be bad. Yeah. Um, the other thing, and this was actually a few days ago, um, this came up uh, on something that I've seen. Uh, but there's going to be a movie uh, coming out later this month, actually, May 23rd, um, on Tuesday, May 23rd. And it's going to be exclusively streaming on Screenbox. But it is none other than the Creepypasta movie. So yes. Actually, it's <laughs> ironic you would say that because I meant to discuss this with you about, uh, hey, this is coming. We actually had it. We actually do have a screener link for it. Uh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. So I, I meant to. Uh, yeah, I just got it. meant to reach out to you about this. Uh, I'm pretty psyched about this. This is this is pretty exciting. Go to uh, tell everybody, fill everybody in about this creepypasta thing, though, because I don't think everybody understands what that is and what that means. Yes. So for people who don't know and for people who maybe didn't grow up on the Internet and like look for creepy shit like in the early 2000s, um, one of the most like prolific like things I would say on the Internet was creepypasta. Creepypasta is this concept of like written stories that are meant to be creepy and they just they can get a little outlandish. But some of the most infamous and famous Creepypasta concepts are things like Slenderman, Jeff the Killer, uh, Dog.jpg. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of them. The creepypastas have inspired films and TV series such as Channel Zero, which is on Shudder. Uh, Channel Zero is literally one of the best horror movie shows or horror shows I've ever seen. And it is heavily influenced by these creepypastas. But this movie is in of itself supposed to be a creepy pasta like movie and just a quick synopsis just so for people who have it, but it is trapped in an abandoned house. A nam- nameless man desperately searches for clues to how he got there. The answer is hidden within a series of disturbing viral videos, each of which begins to infect his mind. So it's going to be great. There's a trailer out there, I believe, but I'm just oh, I'm super excited for this. Um, Creepy pastas were a huge part of my childhood, so <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. Interesting. Uh, so uh, here we go. A peek behind the curtain for everybody. I, I did just send you, Ike, the screener link uh, for that because, uh, like I said, we 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 have that. Uh, nice. So there you go. And uh, we will uh, let's watch that thing because next week, uh, next episode, excuse me, we're going to we're going to discuss the Gremlins, right? Gremlins franchise. Uh, but it's just a couple of days after Creepypasta's official release on Screenbox, 
So in conjunction with that, we'll uh, let's watch that and we'll also do a mini review on Creepypasta uh, for that episode. So sounds like a plan, man. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So hell yeah. So there you go. It's also really cool. Just a real quick shout out to places like Screenbox. Honestly, it is super cool that they do those screen screener links. Like, obviously, we would never share this with anybody outside of us two. No, no. But it is so cool that like it, these studios still do that because, quite frankly, it gives us an opportunity to watch before it comes out and record an episode. So, I just want to throw that out there. I think it's really cool. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a big I'm, I'm a big fan <laughs> of Screenbox. Uh, they have some great stuff, great content, and whatever else. And uh, I do. I love that they work with podcasts like us. Uh, to you know, for marketing, it's you know, it's 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 marketing for them, right? You're getting their name out there, getting right. people to review it, getting people to mention. Uh, but it's for someone like us, you know, we're not mainstream, we're not on any big podcast, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, conglomerate or whatever else. You know, we're out here chugging, doing our independent thing. We're not going to break through with these major studios. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard, right? It's gonna take time. Right. Uh, but you know, places like Screenbox and 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 Shutter does a little bit. Some other places you know do you work with podcasts like us and 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 it's a, it's great right it gives us a chance to uh to gives us something some uh, ex- exclusive content that we can put out there that we can get reviews out before you know and, and mentions out before these releases so it gives us a little something and it's giving a little something to them so it's a it's a good partnership so uh yeah uh, you know i'm excited screen like i said screenbox has some great stuff they, they do some great things they really do they really really do all right. So we're going to get on with our uh, news here before we start gushing too much about Screenbox. The, <laughs> actually, I do have one complaint about Screenbox. They don't have a Fire TV app, so I can't watch them uh-huh. on my TV. Um, but I guess that's a, a first world problem. I'll just watch them on my, you know, mini micro, you know, microcomputer in my pocket. Right. <laughs> Supercomputer. <Yeah. laughs> um, anyways. So we have some merchandise releases here, and these are pretty cool. Um, so we have HorrorMerchStore.com has some new Crow shirts. Um, you know, Crow is a pretty, I would say, infamous, uh, you know, movie. Um, it was, I think that starred, uh, please forgive me if I'm wrong, Brandon, Brandon Lee. Lee. Yeah. Yep. Who actually died who, in the making of it. So. Right. I was going to say, who, who died in the making of it. And I hear that there's a remake starring uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Is it Alexander or is it? Uh, that I'm not sure. But uh, it's a it's one of the scars guards there. They did a remake and it's supposed to come out, I think, next year. Um, but uh, yeah, but basically uh, I've never actually watched the original one. Fun fact. Um, Bill Skarsgård, by the way, not Alexander. That's my bad. There's too many Skarsgårds. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I've never seen the original, so I'll have to check that out. But uh, I'm all for cool T-shirts and uh, they movie. look really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, now this one's also really cool because you know your boy loves Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. So we have BigBadToyStore.com has Halloween two one and t- one twelve one twelve collective. I don't know if that's right. Michael yep. Myers by yeah Mesco one yeah one twelve is a scale. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Don't mind me. I'm a little little slow today. Uh, one twelve collection. <laughs> uh, Michael Myers by Mesco Toys with a I would say pretty hefty price point of eighty five dollars. Um, so that, 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 yeah. that'll be interesting. Yeah, I've seen some pictures. I mean, 112 is a pretty – it's a decent size scale, though. And uh, it's it's pretty detailed right and everything. I mean, you're, you're a lot of accessories. You're, you're getting your money's worth. It's it's well done. It looks really great. Very cool, very cool. If it comes with accessories, I, I think I'd be pretty cool with that just because I feel like you give me some stuff to switch out on it, make it look a little cool how I want it to look. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we also have a couple of upcoming birthdays and anniversaries. Uh, on May 18, 1964, we have Sean Whalen, who is from People Under the Stairs, Zombies Halloween 2, so Rob Zombies Halloween 2, and Hatchet 2. Um, who does he play in Halloween 2? No idea. No idea. Okay. I, I'm not, so, I'm not, to be <laughs> frank, I'm not big on uh, the uh, Rob Zombie Halloween, so I'm not, not trying, sure. to, trying to see who he was. Um, I'll figure it out here in a minute. But uh, in, in, in any case, uh, we also have somebody who we do know. Uh, May 23rd, 1969, Felisa Rose from Cold yeah. Pit, Sleepaway Camp, Silent Night, Zombie Night, and Dave's Uber Crush. That's right. Um, she's she's great. Felisa Rose, I hear a lot of great stuff about her. She's a she's a pretty wonderful person I hear. You know, she interacts with fans a lot. Um and just generally is a great actress. She also had a cameo in Terrifier 2, which was uh, very entertaining for sure. 
Yeah, she's out. I mean, she you know, she does, does a lot of stuff, right? She does a lot of horror stuff. Uh, again, I love her, though, because, man, she embraces the horror thing, right? She embraces this role. She does the conventions. She's very welcoming. She loves meeting the fans. She loves to, you know, the traveling, the pictures, uh, doing that pose uh, from the end of Sleepaway Camp. And I mean, give me a break. It's Sleepaway Camp. I love that movie. Yes, absolutely. I love Sleepaway Camp. You know, I think that would be one of the movies I would be okay with them trying to remake as long as they incorporated her into it somehow. Yeah. Um, but I feel like they could really do something. I think they could do it justice. I know they tried back in like 08 or something like that, like Return to Sleepaway. But I feel like if they really did like a solid reboot, I feel like they could do a good job. But yeah. I guess that's a conversation for another day. Uh, <laughs> uh, upcoming movie release, May 24, 1979, Dawn of the Dead. George Romero's masterpiece, one of his masterpieces. Um, I love Dawn of the Dead. I need to actually rewatch them. Um, this would be a good time to do it. I'm assuming, Dave, you love Dawn of the Dead. I do. Love. I love uh, well, I, I started to say I love all the of the deads, but that's not completely true <laughs> because uh, there have been, uh, you know, lots of uh, what do I want to say? Uh, a lot of of the deads that are not directly tied to the line. I mean, you know, you know people are, you know, use of the dead just to, to kind of leech off. But uh, I love all the Romero stuff, right? That's all the, the, the that's directly tied to the Romero movies uh, and everything else. But, yeah, I, I do. I love it. Yes, absolutely. There's nothing like those 70s and 80s zombie flicks, the the blood and the effects that they use. It was just so it was so weird, but so great. All right. So we're going to move right along to a few new releases and upcoming releases. On May 18th, we have Consecration available on video on demand. After an alleged suicide of her priest brother, Grace travels to the remote Scottish convent where he fell to his death. Distrusting the church's account, she uncovers murder, sacrilege, and a disturbing truth about herself. This is starring Jenna Malone. Um, Never heard of it, but it sounds great. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) We'll see. Um, Right, exactly. Uh, May again. Wow. All of these were May 18th. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Okay. May 18th outpost limited theater and video on demand. After a violent attack, a woman searches for strength in the solitude of a lookout job, but is overwhelmed by something darker. I feel like I've heard about this or I've seen a movie similar to this. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know about, you know, the strength and the solitude of a lookout job. That just sounds to me like just the perfect uh, situation to let your mind wander. So, right. (laughs) The <laughs> Out, outpost solitude sounds dangerous. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, May 18th, haunting of hellhole mine video on demand inside an abandoned gold mine lurks a mysterious supernatural being conjured by a native American shaman ages ago to defend their tribe. This is starring Tom Sizemore, the relic. And he actually passed away earlier this year on March 3rd um, and Sally Kirkland from the haunted and suburban Gothic. Not heard a thing about this, and I'm pretty sure I know yeah. who Tom Sizemore is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds interesting, though. I love that name, Haunting of Hellhole Mine. <laughs> That's just great. <laughs> oh, Tom, okay, yeah. I, I do know who Tom Sizemore is. I just looked him up, and I do, in fact, know who that guy is. Um, and, yeah, it, it sounds interesting. Um, it, it When I read it, it kind of, you know, reminded me of, like, the Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah. Um, but this is Hellhole Mine instead. <laughs> But I'll give it a shot. You know, I'm always willing to watch a movie. All right. So then a couple of upcoming releases. Uh, I'm excited for both of these, actually. Um, so on May 26, we have The Wrath of Becky in theaters. This is a sequel to a movie called Becky. I have seen that movie. It's been a good number of years since I've seen it. Uh, so I need to go rewatch it. But this is a sequel called The Wrath of Becky. Two years after she escaped a violent attack on her family, Becky attempts to rebuild her life in the care of an older woman, a kindred spirit named Elena. But when a group known as the Noblemen break into their home, attack them, and take their beloved dog, Diego, Becky must return to her old ways to protect herself from her loved ones. I've seen the trailer. It looks really good. Um, the original Becky starred, I believe, um, oh, God, he's from one of the guys from Grown Ups, um, the Kevin something or the other. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I'm what sure is his don't. name? Kevin James. It starred Kevin James, Becky, the original Becky. Oh, yeah, yeah, Becky. yeah. Right, yeah, the first Becky. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It had Kevin James in it as the villain, funnily enough, which is why I originally went and <laughs> seeked it out. Um, so I'm actually pretty excited about this. I think yeah. this will be good. 
Yeah, this one's got Lulu Wilson in it. I guess she plays Becky and then Sean William Scott from American Pie. Um, it's not that I've not seen Becky. It's, I, I've heard things about it. It's just one of those movies I've never watched. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to have to watch Becky, and then I'll check this one out. Uh, all I got to say is if they take their beloved dog, uh, they all must die. You know, you don't you don't you don't That's fuck right. with the family pets, man. Come on. That's absolutely right. Just watch a John Wick. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and then June 2nd, we have The Boogeyman. Uh, in so theaters, excited. Of so, question. There was another Boogeyman movie that came out, like, early 2000s. Is that, like, somehow related to this? Uh, not to my knowledge, no. Okay. This, I, for some this reason one's based on a, a Stephen King story. Interesting. Yep, I see that here. It is an adaptation of Stephen King's The Boogeyman, um, but this is a psychiatrist a, where a man named Lester Bellings talks to the doctor about the murders of his three young children, describing the events of past several years. This is uh, starring Sophie Hatcher, uh, who is in Yellow Jackets. She's great in Yellow Jackets and The Book of Boba Fett, which I've not seen yet, and That's Chris that. Messina from The Sinner and Devil. Yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, the, the plan is for us to review this next episode. All right, no, excuse me, a couple episodes away um, when it comes out. Uh, I, I love Stephen King. I love adaptations, you know, you know proper adaptations of Stephen King. Uh, and this one, man, the trailers have been out there. Uh, the response, you know, some of the screenings that have been out there have been good. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited. This is supposedly going to be really creepy, really scary, and lots of jump scares. Uh, bring it on. <laughs> Damn straight. All right. So if you guys want to check out some of these movies, go ahead and do that now. And uh, when we come back, we are going to hit you and we're going to hit you hard with our killer clowns from outer space. Review. Listen to their screens is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code listen to screens at checkout. That is listen to number two and screams or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, and we're back here on Listen to Their Screams, and I'm so excited now because we are finally to the point where we get to talk Killer Clowns from Outer Space, one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, movie was released on May 27th, 1988. Thus, it is the 30th anniversary of the movie, so it is the prime time for us to review it. Uh, it is basically, the movie is about aliens who look like clowns, come from outer space, and terrorize a small town. We have got a slew of fun facts about the movie here before we dive into our personal reviews. Uh, so let's get into this. The production of the movie took the bulk of the $2 million budget. Uh, the producers did most of the special effects themselves. Pretty cool. Clownzilla at the end of the movie was originally going to be stop animation. I don't think they had the budget to pull that off. Uh, they kind of ran out of money. So uh, <laughs> the American punk band, the Dickies wrote and performed the theme song, which uh, they hadn't even seen the movie when they wrote and recorded the song. However, this is one of the best theme songs from any movie. This is it. It gets stuck in your head. It is like on virtually every playlist I have on Spotify. Uh, the, the Killer Clowns uh, theme song by the Dickies is outstanding. Uh, John Mossery is uh, theme that he wrote. He did all the rest of the music. Uh, the theme for Clownzilla was originally to be used for Friday the 13th Part 6. Jason lives uh, in the movie trailer, but they went with something more cliched approach. So he saved it and ended up using it for this movie. Uh, the Insane Clown Posse sampled dialogue from the movie for their 2002 Joker's Card album, The Wrath Shangri-La. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not an ICP kind of guy, but uh, you know, You're not a juggalo. Nah, not me, but uh, mad respect. I guess you know, clowns love the clowns, so that's what it is. Uh, the original <laughs> ending had the Terenzi brothers surviving while Dave, the one cop, died when killing the giant clown. The executives wanted a more upbeat ending, so they reshot with all three surviving in the clown car. Uh, there's several similarities between this movie and The Blob. Uh, both have a first victim, which is an old man in a cabin with a dog. Both have a skeptical cop, a cop named Dave, who do not believe the young people when they uh, that report to them. And both have a grumpy cop who seemingly hates the young people. And also the remake of The Blob was released the same year of this movie. Uh, Michael S. <laughs> Siegel and Peter Lacasse play the Ter Terenzi brothers, the ice cream salesman in the movie. They were a very popular comedy duo in L.A., that they were regulars at the famous comedy store. Uh, there was a live Killer Clowns film concert in 2018. Uh, John Massari did that, uh, the music director. And uh, for the 30th anniversary of the movie, there was a live orchestra playing the movie score, and the Dickies played the theme song live. That would have been super cool to see. Uh, sequels and television spinoffs to Killer Clowns from Outer Space have been in developmental hold for decades. 
but they did release a recently a a short, very short uh, film. Uh, it's official made by them. Then it was a promote the Killer Clowns attraction at Halloween Horror Nights. The short features Shorty the Clown shrinking a car down to toy size before stomping on the vehicle, and the two guys decided uh, they're at a gas station. It's pretty cool. You can look it up on YouTube. It's pretty fun. That's just it's just a couple minutes long. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space uh, is a game. Uh, it's originally announced that Gamescom 2022. It's supposed to be out sometime this year, uh, and I am super excited for that. Uh, so let's dive into it. That's kind of our fun facts for the movie, but let's dive into uh, Everybody knows, like, from what I've already said, this episode, last <laughs> episode, uh, probably several episodes before, that I, I love this movie. This movie is is so fun. It is, it's everything I like in movie, right? It's It's got scary parts. Uh, it, it's 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 funny the, the jokes are oh, they're great right everything's great so before i dive into it and start my gushing uh, tell us what you think about killer clowns absolutely um so obviously you know this is obviously two very different perspectives right you know this is a movie that dave purportedly would have seen growing up um i would imagine um and so this is a movie that probably is very near and dear to his heart I don't have nearly as much of an emotional connection to this movie, I would say, but I will say this. I did like the movie. I, I do love the concept. I love the movie. I think it actually stands up very well in modern times. There's nothing about it that, in my opinion, is super outdated. You know, a lot of the special effects, they still hold up really well. A lot of the stuff looks really cool still. Um, and that's honestly says a lot for a movie that was made in 1988. Um, so I, I want to first say that for a movie that is, you know, going on 35 years old, I think we just said, yep. it's incredible that this, this movie is as good as it is, quite frankly. So, um, with that in mind, I did enjoy the movie. It has super creative kills. We talked about kills earlier during our top three, so I won't, you know, you know, talk about it too much, but the kills were super creative. Um, you know, you, you can't go wrong with knocking somebody's block off. You can't go wrong with killing them with a uh, T-Rex. Uh, you can't go wrong with, uh, you know, the cotton candy gum, the acid pies. I mean, so many cool things that they really drew out for this movie. Um, the creativity was off the charts. Um, it's super cheesy, obviously. I think it was intended to be as such. I think the one thing that holds this movie back to some degree is that it's a PG-13 movie. And for the 80s, PG-13 movies were very limited. They were very restricted compared to modern-day PG-13 movies, which are essentially rated R on... rated R, diet rated R. You know what I mean? Like... Mm -hmm. At this point, a PG-13 movie can essentially do whatever it wants, as long as it doesn't say fuck. <laughs> um, and even then, um, you can still fit in one. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But with that being said, I love the movie. It's hilarious. It's spooky at some parts because, you know, the clowns, they are scary looking, you know. I, I'm not a huge fan of clowns myself, so... Obviously, I love watching clown movies because it scares me. And, I mean, what more can you say? It's literally killer clowns from outer space. These aliens that come to Earth, they take the shape of clowns. They play on the uh, innocence of clowns, and they just basically ransack an entire town. And it's just – it's beautiful. It's it's an amazing movie, and I, I – yeah. Even the music is good. We were talking about that yeah, yeah. a little bit with it, the fun facts. <laughs> it is. I, I Man, this movie. Um like you said, the effects are great. The costumes are spectacular, right? The clowns, they look, they looks, they look creepy and scary without being, you know, over the top, uh, right? You know, in any way, right? They they they're very grounded, but in each one, just by looking at them, has it gives very distinct personalities about them, um, and, and they're it's so great. And um, the movie the movie is fun, right? I I, I cannot imagine somebody watching this movie and not having a good time, and um. I imagine that the rating and stuff is probably to try to, you know, it was a low budget movie that someone took a chance on. And it was probably to try to drag in as many viewers as they could. It's not a movie I saw in theaters. It didn't get this huge release, but it was definitely a movie that I picked up in the video store multiple times, um, which it's one of those kind of movies, right? That's where it, that, that was the bread and butter for it, right? Was the, uh, the, the, the video, the home video rental market at that time. Yeah, like we said earlier, the theme song is spectacular. Uh, the quotes, some of the stuff that's said in it are, um, you know, imagine. And, and I love the, you know, I love that the movie doesn't try to over explain itself. Right. It doesn't try to give some weird ass reasoning 
why there's these alien clowns. I mean, they literally early on, it's like, why is there this? And they literally just say, oh, because they're clowns. I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, um, and, 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 and I like it. It keeps the fun. It doesn't, you know, sometimes when you, you try to over explain something, it, it, it makes it stupid, right? It, it, it makes it kind of idiotic and uh, right. they just leave it for what it is. And, uh, I, like I said earlier, I love that they take these common clown gags and make them these weird kills, and, and they so it is so it's so funny. Uh, I you know I love you know what we said you know the the popcorn the uh, the cotton candy gun um, the uh, what else is it the, the balloon animal search dog early in the movie it's just, it's all so fun. Officer Mooning the 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 crotchety old guy is is great in it right he just does not like people does not like kids and just he has the best lines of the movie again i i mean all the time uh i i say that you know the I, the, the whoopty goddamn to do it is so funny and um i i mean i just absolutely love it the the one of the creepiest parts of the movie to me is uh there's a there's a burger place called big top burgers in it which is it's funny to me that there's a a, a restaurant that has a clown circus theme in the clown movie but uh, one of the creepiest parts of the movie is uh, at that restaurant where there's a little girl inside and there's the clown outside that lures her outside. It's so creepy. You don't see the, the ultimately see the kill, but just the, oh, it's so creepy the, the way he's out. Yeah. The, the way he's, you know, going through the clown gags that, to, that lure her outside and, uh, you know, cracks me up. And we, we, I mean, we talked about, like you said, we talked about the kills earlier, the pies, the, the, the knock your block off type things. Um, and I mean, it, we mentioned in the in the fun facts that there's a uh, not been a sequel. It's been hung up, and but man, we need it. We we need that sequel, whether it's a a movie, some kind of series, something. We we need something. Uh, the the world is ready uh, for more killer clowns. Um, you know, I'm not ever going to say this movie is you know is a Gone with the Wind like <laughs> uh, cinematic masterpiece because it's not. It's a low budget movie, right. but I think. For the budget, for what they had to work with, man, it's exceptional. There's there's really not a lot of holes in it. Um, as you know, it, it maybe part of that is that they don't have a lot of gore and stuff. So there's not, uh, you know, the effects work because they're, they're simple and they don't overshow anything uh, to to show some of those gaps in, in the budget. And um, I, like I said, I'm, I'm excited for the game. I, I love merchandise when it comes out and everything else. It's 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 great. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, when we get down to writing it, I won't write it as my favorite movie. I'll write it, you know, just as a movie. Uh, but it's, uh, but it's so fun. I, I, I don't, I couldn't even, I couldn't even put a number on how many times I've seen this movie in my life and, uh, I never get tired of it. It is, it's, it's spectacular. And it, and, um, uh, this is one of those movies that, you know, you hear a lot of people that, that ask the question. I see it online all the time that ask the question. What's some movies that I could show my kids to introduce them to horror, right? That's not going to overwhelm them. And uh, this is right there. This is it, right? This is one of them. Uh, it's scary. It's creepy, but it's it's not so graphic that you know, you know, your your, your kid may never go to a circus again or an amusement park <laughs> or uh, get near the clowns. But you know, hey, it is what it is. Uh, Look, that my, might, my, my kid my my kid wasn't talking to clowns to begin with, so that's you yeah, know. <laughs> for the best. Uh, anyway, but. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really have a, you know, a fear of clowns, but, uh, and, uh, I don't know. I just love, I love the color, you know, how colorful everything is in the movies, in the movie. It's just, it's such a fun movie. It's, it's one of those movies that is, it's, it's perfectly made for me. It's, it's got creepy parts. It's got some scary parts. It's got some funny parts. It's got some cheesy parts. It's got, I don't know. It's just, it's just everything. It's like this, this movie was made for me and my interests and, uh, and I love it. And, uh, I love that it's it's got this huge following, this huge cult following after 35 years. I mean, it's more popular than it's ever been before. Yeah. I mean, one movie 35 years ago and it's in Halloween Horror Nights, uh, that's a big deal. And uh, and uh, and you know all the merchandising that keeps coming out and the game that's coming out and the cries for I mean, that's a big deal that after all this time, people are still clamoring for more uh, of this. So uh, that that's what I was gonna say too. It, it, I, I think one of the things that I respect most about Killer Clowns is that they were able to create a product that it's essentially become timeless. You know what I mean? Like people of all ages have seen this movie. You know, I was talking to 
my wife and my wife, while she's never seen the movie, um, I'm trying to get her to watch it. But while she's never mm. seen the movie, she has heard of the movie. She knows about the movie. She knows enough about the movie that she could have like a, you know, a conversation about it. And, and the thing to me is like even people who like have never seen the movie know about this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just kind of that pull that these kinds of movies have, you know. Um, and, and it just, I don't know, it's very telling about how the movie was made and everything else and, you know, the the impact it's had. Because I would venture to guess that Killer Clowns has pr- had a pretty significant impact to, like, uh, pop pop culture in terms of how clowns are depicted. Um, obviously, you have Stephen King's It, who yeah. was a big part of that, and other clown-related movies. But I would say Killer Clowns had a pretty monumental effect on, uh, on us all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, you know. When you think of horror tropes and, and for villains and, and that you know the, the you know the scary parts, I mean clowns are right up there, right? You think oh there's ghosts, there's there's demons, there's this and that, and, and people think clowns, right? Clowns have become they've kind of shifted from a a funny kid type thing to a a scary horror movie type thing, and uh, this was yeah this was early on one of the first things to really dive into that, and um and it's just again. The whole, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a timeless concept, right? There's always going to be people scared of clowns, and um, people always know what clowns are, even if circuses are not as prominent in society and everything. People still know what clowns are, and people still know typical clown gags. So this movie will never, never lose the uh, the punchlines. It's 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 always going to be there, right? And there's, like you said earlier, there's nothing to it that's overly dated for the time that that makes it so. Uh, so preposterous that people can't still enjoy it, right? I mean, I mean, it's it's again, it's it's, it's we we we've said it. I don't even know how many times I've said it now. The horror tropes. This, I mean, there, you got a bunch of horny young people, horny teenagers or horny early twenties people, you know, at a whatever a meeting spot. They they call it top of the world. You know, trying to have sex and everything else, and this is where you know it ends up, you know, leading to. That that's been done in horror all the time. Still is, right? Whether it's uh, the horny teenagers or whatever, you know, horny young people going to trying to go to a cabin in the woods or to a, a summer camp or, uh, you know, or or you know, while they're babysitting. It's the same concepts. And this played into it right. just the same same way. It's 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 all there. It's all it's all human nature. It doesn't change. Right. I mean, the human drive is still there. Uh, so it, it doesn't I don't I don't think this movie will ever become dated. And and the effects and costumes hold up, they still look good. Um, so you know it's, it doesn't. Uh, I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like you said. It does not feel dated at all to me. I, I but I'm a big yeah. fan of practical effects and, and, and everything else. And I, I think practical effects hold up because practical practical effects are quote unquote real, right? They're while while you're not literally seeing what they're trying to portray per, per, to you, you're still seeing something real, not not digitally. Yeah produce whatever it is still something physical um so it, it holds up and it's a uh, it's great i love the movie yeah absolutely and just one little thing on top of that i'm i'm a huge proponent of practical effects so that was obviously one of the first things that really struck me about this was that it wasn't an overtly like you know animated or cgi movie obviously this is the 80s so the technology wasn't quite there but I, I would say that it was there enough that they could have gone that route, but they decided not to. They they went entirely different route. They went practical. And I think it definitely, like you said, it lends to how the movie's being perceived and how it's timeless because you have a movie that, with practical effects, seems ageless. It, it, yeah. it doesn't seem like a dated movie. Like I've watched, I think I, last week I gave a hot take about how I think The Exorcist seems like a very dated movie. And I stand by that. And that movie has practical effects, but I think that it wasn't done in a way that like Killer Clowns was done. Now, obviously, I think there's like almost a 10 year gap between those movies. But regardless, um, Killer Clowns just doesn't seem dated. I, I can watch that movie today and it just seems like a, you know, it seems like a very entertaining movie. And it it, it doesn't draw to the conclusion that, oh, this is some old ass movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, every time I watch it, I, I'm amused by this. I chuckle at the, every time. The same lines. Yep. No matter how many times I've heard them, I still chuckle. It's just, it, it's so fun. And uh, that's my bottom line, right? I, the, I want to have fun when I watch the movie, right? I, you know, or I, I want to feel that's something. the bottom line. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's fun. So, 
So let's write this thing. Ike, uh, uh, what are you what are you giving out of five screams to killer clowns from outer space? So, you know, when I was thinking about it, you know, it, it, it's obviously at a minimum, it's a three, right? At a minimum. At a bare minimum, it is a three. But I'm trying to depict, is it a four? And I, as much as I like the movie, in my opinion, is I don't think it's quite a four. But it's not a three. So in my opinion, I'm going to slip it right in the middle there. I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of five. Yeah, that is exactly where I'm at. Because, again, I'm trying to be a part. If it's purely on my enjoyment and whatever else, this is off the charts. I couldn't even rate right, it. Right, it's a 10. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but purely as as a film as it is, you know, it's, it's not breaking new ground, right? It's not doing anything that other horror movies at the time were, were, were doing, right? They're, everybody was doing practical effects. Everybody was playing on some horror tropes and some different things. So it's not like, yes, they dove into the clowns, which were not a, a, a major thing at the time. And, and I, I understand that, but um, I, I would rate it also a 3.5 uh, because I just don't feel, I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't feel there's, Something there to to bump it to a four, uh, as far as a pure you know the movie and, and how it's made and everything else. That is no knock. That is I, again I this movie hands down is a top five all time movie for me because uh, it just is based on what I enjoy to watch enjoy watching. Um, now you know you take uh you know the the academy is not going to think the same and some of the snooty movie reviewers is not going to think they're not going to think the same either. Um, but you know, people are look for different things for movies. And um, so, yeah, I don't I don't think this is a, a. A masterpiece of cinema, I'm not, you know, I'm not dumb enough to fool myself with that, but <laughs> it is uh, it is off the charts in, in the fun. Watchability of it, of the movie, um, and that's that's OK, right? It, it's it's a good thing to sit for an hour and a half and just. Laugh, chuckle, and and lose yourself in a goofy ass movie about clowns that are aliens. And uh, you know, and if you if you rank it on that, it's this movie is one of the best of all time. Amen, amen. So uh, I, I get I love the movie. I I, I don't I, I'm ready to watch it again, and I've I've seen it whatever <laughs> three or four times this week. I, I love it. So, uh, but next week we're going to dive in and do one of our franchise reviews, and this is not going to be as uh, in-depth and over-the-top as some of them, because it's a, a much smaller franchise. Uh, we're going to discuss the Gremlins franchise, and this is because on uh, May 23rd, the new uh, series uh, Secrets of the Mogwai comes out on HBO Max, and uh, we're going to try to try to do a mad dash and rush and watch those episodes, uh, but we're also going to watch Gremlins and Gremlins 2, and we're going to talk about them all. We're, uh, we're going to kind of talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, talk about the new series, um, I don't know how much you know reviewing type stuff it'll be because it's going to be kind of an overall view, but we will discuss them each individually. Uh, so I'm, I'm super excited uh, for the for that series. I, I love the Gremlins. I, I do you do you like Gremlins? Um, have you? I mean, yeah. how much have you seen Gremlins or Gremlins Two? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I I've I would say I've pretty much watched Gremlins every year because to me Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Um, yeah. so I, I watch it every Christmas. Um. And and last year we actually sat down and rewatched uh, Gremlins because my wife I don't she had never seen Gremlins two I should say um, she had seen Gremlins but she had never seen the second one and the second one's you know it's not as good as one but nah. obviously it, it's still good um, yeah. so yeah absolutely every year we watch the first one we we happened to watch the second one last year and then I'm excited for Secrets of the Mogwai too I think it'll be uh, it'll be interesting I, I hope it I hope they do yeah. it right <laughs> yeah yeah I've I've heard good things there's a trailer that was just released it looks good. Uh, I've heard it's very uh, it's very fitting for the franchise, so I'm I'm super excited. I've got a soft spot in my heart because, of course, Gremlins and Gremlins 2, you know, came out at a prime time for me uh, back in the 80s. So uh, I'm super excited and can't wait. So that's next episode we're going to discuss the Gremlins franchise. Uh, but before we get out of here, Ika, any any last comments or anything you want to throw in there? What are you gonna do? Knock my block off? <laughs> Whoop the goddamn to do! Uh, <laughs> Love Officer Moon. Uh, Such a great thing. So many lines. I like that part where they're first coming in there telling he comes in. And he's like, "Woo, killer clowns from outer space. Holy shit. <laughs> Just so great. <laughs> and I love, again, we didn't mention one of the creepiest parts of the movie is when he's like the uh, the uh, ventriloquist dummy for the one clown after they kill him. 
And he's yeah. like got his hand. In, oh, man, that is super creepy. And uh, well done by the actor there. That's oh, that's that's great. Another <laughs> another good part of the movie we didn't mention. But uh, good stuff. Uh, so, again, if you've not seen it, you know, 50 million times like I have, go watch Killer Clowns again for the 35th anniversary and have a good time. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about the Gremlins franchise. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all of our social media outlets. But until next episode, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares. <laughs>